You're listening to Artsmidden here on Sin Nation with Michaela and Ben. Right now, though, we have a very special guest in the studio right here with us. Um, please welcome Andy Snelling. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, very excited to have you on the show. Um, Andy Snelling, of course, writer, producer and performer of critically acclaimed solo confessional show Hashtag Dear Diary. How are you going today? I'm really well, thanks. Can I just point out, I'm really impressed that you pronounce the title of my show, Hashtag Dear Diary. It shows uh, that you are totally up with the hip hashtag stuff because most people, when I come to an interview, just call it Dear Diary. So I'm very impressed already. (laughs) Punctuation matters. If there's anything we've learnt, punctuation matters. (laughs) Totally agreed. (laughs) So, um, of course, this is... This isn't going to be uh, the first time that you're performing this show at the Butterfly Club at the start of June. Uh, How many times have you actually performed this show before? Yeah, so this will be my third season um, of the show. I debuted it last year at Melbourne Fringe, which was in September, uh, also at the Butterfly Club, and just had such a ball doing it there that they've asked me to come back and do it again. And the second season I did was uh, on the road, you could say, um, over at the Adelaide Fringe Festival earlier this year, which had amazing success. Every show sold out. So I'm really pumped to get to do it again. Yeah, incredible. I was I was watching some of it and um, I, from what I could tell of your performance style, it, it revolves a lot around physical aspects as well and um, really intense characteristic um, manipulation. And I was reading as well, doing my little research. You've done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you have a background in um, calisthenics and dance as well. Yes, I um, do. How, how do you find that physical training impacts your your theatre creation process? Hugely. And I think that even if I tried to ignore it, it would find a way to come out of my body somehow. <laughs> because I think when you've been trained in a very particular way from the age of, I think it was about five when I first started doing calisthenics, and then I also did gymnastics and sport aerobics and other f- loads of different sports of um, dance and physical movement. Yeah, I think when you've been doing that for, you know, since the age of four or five, it's just always going to be in you. So, yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big influence on my performance style in general, I think. So this show in particular, Hashtag Dear Diary, kind of evokes themes and, and issues itself, the title. But can you tell mm. us a bit more about what, it, uh, what it's about and what it's trying to say? Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you found the title evocative. It's funny how you spend hours thinking of what to call it and then you come back to the most simplest thing, Mm. Dear Diary. Of course. uh, Which, yeah, does sum it up beautifully. I think um, for me the title does encapsulate my relationship with my diary and indeed I'm sure anyone who is a diary keeper um, will use the term Dear Diary to their diary at some point in their life. What I find most interesting uh, about the show is that It uh, is about me stepping back into my own past and in that sense encouraging the audience to also reflect on their own past uh, and not underestimate perhaps some of those moments in their past that they think maybe were sort of nothing special seemingly on the outside because I really love this idea that we actually all live extraordinary lives, that um, what can seem mundane to us can actually be really quirky to other people. And certainly in reading my diary, especially in the younger years, all the stuff you forget about the way you describe things or the things you're passionate about when you're young, a lot of that comes out in my show. Uh, and I like this idea that a diary is dear. It is dear to my heart and that our past should be dear to us. It should be something that we that we actually embrace um, 
as who for, for who we are today, I guess. So yeah. So it's mostly mostly autobiographical, is it? It is entirely entirely not even just okay. mostly. I can tell you now, <laughs> there you go. Ben. It is actually entirely autobiographical. In fact, the entire show is pulled verbatim mm. from uh, my lifelong diary collection. Oh, wow. So every time I open my mouth <laughs> in the show, I am literally speaking from I guess the voice of my diary from the past. Wow. Yeah. So, and you've been keeping a, a, a diary or a journal from, what was it you said, about nine years old or so? That's right, from so, the age of nine. Yeah, yep. uh, an incredible um, documentation of your life. And how, how was it looking back through it all? Were there moments where you were reading it like, oh, I cannot <laughs> believe I said that? Like, oh, heaps of moments like that, <laughs> yeah. They're, um, the, they're the best ones to put in the show, of course. Exactly. So every time I went, oh, my God, that's too embarrassing to share – Another part of my head that was kind of the editor's voice in my head went, that's the exact bit you should be putting in the show. Go on, Andy, make a fool of yourself on stage. So definitely there were lots of moments, lots of moments rereading the diaries that surprised me because I'd never actually read any of my diaries at all until last year, until 2015. Mm. And definitely there was heaps of things that I cringed over and some that were really fond memories as well that I'd completely forgotten about and others as well that were quite confronting, you know, things that were traumatic. I have a lot of stuff in my diary uh, recorded that is, you know, is very traumatic and definitely stepping back into that was really kind of looking in the mirror at myself as well. Um, And I have elements of all of that in the show. So uh, a lot of it is comedic, but there's also some really um, poignant stuff in there and some really dark stuff too, which I like to explore as well. Yeah, no, it sounds sounds incredible, particularly the way that you, with each different experience that you, you go back through in the show, yeah. uh, how do you interpret them differently? Because obviously you're at different ages. Do you have different characters or is it, how do you join them together? Yeah, and that was actually one of the biggest challenges that I had in the rehearsal process was how do I, because I'm not just going to stand on stage for an hour and read from my diary. That would be <laughs> boring uh, and sort of very egocentric. So that was ex- precisely my challenge was how do you, present this in a creative and diverse way. So I do have a couple of uh, interesting characters that crop up in the show, but predominantly it's sort of an alter ego of myself. I suppose you could say it's a heightened version of myself that comes out through the show and certainly the show's in chronological order and so at the start of the show, it's the more childlike side of myself. So I do, it's as if I'm, I am the adult stepping back into the nine-year-old self, which progresses and grows up throughout the show along with uh, the years that pass. You're listening to Artsmitten on Sin Nation. And we're joined once again by Andy Snelling, writer, producer and performer of the critically acclaimed solo confessional show, Hashtag Dear Diary. We were just talking before with Andy about um, sort of the show itself and, and the content and, and how, how you put it together and, and things like that. Um, but could you maybe talk us through a bit uh, about your past experience? Do you mean my actual life, past I, I, experience? I mean, I, I don't That's mean That's cheating, like... Ben. You have to come to the show to okay, find out. <laughs> fine. All right. So, so nothing, nothing that actually comes into the show, but uh, things, things like uh, your previous performances, your previous shows ah, that you've done. And, I see what you yeah, mean. I don't mean like what flavour of ice cream you had on a Sunday morning as a child. <laughs> I'll find that out in the show. Yeah, that's, that, that is actually in the show. Okay. Something very close to that. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, well, I've been, I guess, as I said before, because I grew up as a dancer, I've actually been on stage 
pretty much my entire life. Actually, I was on stage even when in my mother's womb. She <laughs> likes to talk about that. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I've been mostly grew up growing up dancing and then in my 20s made the shift to acting. I just became more interested in that, I suppose. I studied creative arts at the University of Melbourne and they have a great um, uni student theatre uh, scene going on over there. Mm. Um, so that's where I guess things kicked off for me acting-wise. And then I uh, wound up spending seven years living in Europe uh, in Berlin and London and that's when, actually in Berlin, was when I got my first ever professional acting contract which was on a Wild West show. I was a German cowgirl. Uh, <laughs> Were you speaking German and everything? Yeah, yeah. How do you say giddy up in German? <laughs> well, funnily enough, a lot of expressions like that, they would just say them in English. They would just say giddy up. We'd like, <laughs> giddy up. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with a terrible accent. But, um, yeah, which is, you know, it was a great way to launch my uh, professional career as a German <laughs> cowgirl. And then I decided, actually, I want to take this really seriously. I want to go to drama school, get mm. the training and all that. So... That's when I moved to London in 2007 and trained at drama school there. And after that, just did a, a plethora of jobs ranging from voiceover work. Um, I did this amazing production of um, Picnic at Hanging Rock for BBC Radio 4. Mm. And particularly over in the UK, I, they have an amazing radio play scene going on mm. that's so different to here in Australia. Um, it's incredibly niche here in Australia, but over there it's like BBC Radio 4, completely dedicated to radio plays. So... That, that was a real highlight for me, getting getting to do that. And then I did everything from kind of the odd musical to plays to you know, corporate gigs, um, all sorts of things um, over there. And then when I got kicked out of the UK, 2011, that's also featured in my show. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of traumatic diary entries about that one. Yeah, then I moved back to Melbourne and um, have been, yeah, really busy on the indie theatre scene here. Mm. Um, also done some short films. Um yeah, always really busy, constantly doing lots of projects, yeah. Is this the first one that you've written and produced yourself? Yeah, that's right. This is my first time giving a stab at putting all of my experience as a performer together, doing my own work. I guess I've got to a point in my career where um, I just feel like I really want to do a project that I really want to do. Mm. So that's all about the kind of themes I want to explore. It's a character who I want to play and it's personal. That, that's why uh, Dear Diary has come about. And now I have a newfound passion of creating my own work. Um, I'm already um, starting to write my second solo show, which will be on later this year at Melbourne Fringe. So I've, I've got the bug now. Do I we think. have any details about that? Uh, very, very much under wraps at the moment. Okay. Um, but I can tell you that the show will be about the experience of Deja Vu. Oh, okay. Mm. I think I've seen that one. <laughs> so you think you've seen it? 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 I love it. Yeah. So, what would you say is your is your favourite um, medium to work in? Like, mm. if you've done theatre, you've done physical performance art, you've done voiceovers. What what do you find gives you the most scope and range, and what do you like working in? Look, for me, it really depends more on the actual project so what is what is the script and really if I boil it down what is the underlying message of the script that I'm being involved in if it's something that I'm really passionate about or shares values with myself that for me will kind of override what the medium is as to my level of I guess passion about it but definitely overall I do just love live theatre that for me there's just nothing that quite replicates that sensation of here I am at this point in my life with you the audience at your point at this point in your lives and 
together we're in this kind of magical moment that will never exist again. Uh, I think that's that makes theatre my favourite medium. Yeah, 100%. And have a little background in theatre. So, But um, just the audience reaction I always find is is another element of theatre that just makes it so much more electric. That yeah. It feels like every night is different and you have a different experience with every audience member. Definitely. And it, I'm really sensitive to that. So it um, really affects the way um, I will perform a show um, for sure. Like absolutely a certain line on a certain night can just be so different because of the energy in the room. Um, which is exactly what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Awesome. So uh, I think we're going to have a go at our exquisite corpse segment now. Aren't yes. We? Let's do it. So for any new listeners, um, or for any listeners who have forgotten, our exquisite corpse is a recurring segment of the show where we ask each guest who comes on the show to contribute to our story one <laughs> sentence at a time. So <laughs> they know nothing about the story, <laughs> nothing except the previous sentence that was contributed by the previous guest. So we're going to give Andy right now uh, the, the previous sentence from the Exquisite Corpse story. I'm very intrigued about this. This Are you sounds ready? like a lot of fun. Okay, I'm ready. So, I'm ready. So what we need from you is to just one sentence or maybe a couple of sentences if you feel like it uh, that follow from the following sentence. Okay. Alas, it was the shoes. That would never fit any foot in the whole entire kingdom. Ben All is right. actually writing this down by hand, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> He's getting on it. I would, but uh, I've broken a finger and I cannot hold a pen at the moment, which is a really, really good skill at the moment. That's all right. I've got it down now. Uh, so a uh, sentence now reads, Alas, it was the shoes that would never fit any foot in the whole entire kingdom. Yeah, I just decided to add on to the previous sentence. Yes. To take away the full stop and Why move not? it Why to not? the end of my words. Punctuation, You gave me the power. What can I say? I used it. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's what we've got uh, for the next guests to contend with uh, our next guests coming up uh, a bit later in the show we ha- will have uh, Gabrielle Savron and Marcus Molineux from Flesh Eating Tiger they'll be coming up a bit later in the show but for now thank you very much to Andy Snowing you can go and see Hashtag Dear Diary at the Butterfly Club from the 1st to the 5th of June at 7pm this is Art Smitten with Michaela and Ben here live on Sin Nation thanks for having me